BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Wednesday. A gorgeous hump day here at The Toast. Hey, Jax, how you darn? I'm darn good. Is there anything, could a hump day ever be anything other than gorgeous? I mean, it could. How? I don't know, let's say you get some really bad news. Like, (laughs) bad news waits for nothing, you know? It's true. It's true. But hopefully we're early enough that anything that's not gorgeous will be waiting for us in the latter half of the day. You know what's so funny? I guess I like read a book recently that used the phrase like bad waits, bad news waits for no one and, and or nothing or whatever. No. It was in the summer I turned pretty like bad news can't wait. Oh, yeah. Because oh, they yeah. called early in the morning with Susanna's news. Yes. And I have like used that phrase four times since I heard it. You know, it's like in my brain now. Oh, that's so funny. Well, that's where it's from. Interesting. Citing I didn't one realize of the that. Greats. One of the greats. I started a new book last night, actually. I think you've read it, On a Quiet Street. Love, love, love. Such a good thriller. Like, it's amazing. You're I never going to I feel like guess. I remember you saying that you didn't like it. No, I liked it. I feel like there was a thriller that you read recently where you said nothing happened the whole time. And I fe- felt like it was On a Quiet Street. No, it might have been The Inmate, which is what everybody told me to read. They're like, it's Frida's best book. You know, we're Frida McFadden, girlies. Everyone's like, you haven't read The Inmate? Stunk. Yeah, no, it wasn't The Inmate because you read The Inmate recently and you said this like on your Instagram maybe a month or two ago. Whatever, I'm glad it's not the book I'm reading. No, I don't think it is. That's a really good thriller. That's one that's like having a moment going viral. It is having a moment, so I figured I'd see what all the fuss is about. And so far, How exciting. Yeah. That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel broken. Like, is it just me? Like, whenever I wear heels, like, I have sore legs the next day. I think it's because I have, like, no muscles. So, like, my legs literally did a workout from, like, carrying the weight of my body. Yeah, it's a calf workout for sure. Yeah, I'm broken. I wore heels last night. We had our pickle spritz um, launch event, which was so fun. It was such, like, a gorgeous summer night on a rooftop. I'm just broken. Like, I can't hang like I used to. Getting old, man. Getting older. Is not the same, it seems to me. No, like, each day I wake up with a new ailment. Like, I'm truly, like... You're breaking I'm down. Wobble- I'm wobbling into old age, honestly. You're coming apart at the seams. You need okay, to listen ca- to your body. Calm down. Calm down. You need to listen to your body and take a break. Not, like, run off to Boston without your big sis. The thing is, I'm saying yes to life. And mm-hmm. saying yes to life waits for nobody and waits for no thing. Well, I mean, it's not without... It's it's downsides. That's it's true. drawbacks. Like your body is breaking down. Yeah. I mean, I think when you like look at my Instagram and my social media, you're like, oh, yes, this girl is clearly saying yes to life. It looks fabulous. It looks fun. It looks fresh. I'm here to tell you, you know, on the podcast, you get the real deal. Totally authentic. Not highlight version. I'm deeply unwell, you guys. Like one, it's we're halfway through the year of yes. I feel like I have actually followed through with my New Year's resolution, which was just like saying yes to life, doing more things. And I've actually been doing it. And here's my halfway update. Like, I'm not okay. But you are okay. Like, yes, you're I am. really enjoying. But what I was going to say is maybe you should get a massage today, even if it's just like at the nail salon, a little 10 minute massage. That's a nice idea. Yeah. Or get a pedicure and get your feet rubbed for like 10 minutes per leg. Mmm, 10 a minutes per 10 leg. Because you know, they do the five minutes, it comes included. But you could bump it up to 10 per leg. They don't do five per per leg. That's not included. They give you like 30 seconds per leg. No, at my place, it's five per leg. 
Well, I can't go to your place because the last time I was there, the girl you recommended called me gordita because she thought I didn't speak Spanish. But I do, bitch. And gordita means little fat girl. So I haven't really felt safe there. So she called you little? Actually, no. Gordita roughly translates to just fat. Mm. For female fat. No, that's gorda. The ita makes it little. Gordita translation. No, it. Maybe you're like a young. You know, it literally is chubby girl. Girl. I guess Gorda's oh. a chubby woman. Jackie, she thought you were young. Arm, Jackie, does your arm hurt from reaching? It was an insult. Listen, get over it. She does an amazing mani pedi, and she's got hands like no, no one else. If you want to get those legs, legs rubbed. No, I haven't been able to enjoy my time there ever since. So, but also you need to thank her because haters have been your motivators. Not really. Yeah, really. No, I don't yeah. think I don't think any part of me was motivated to like go on my health journey. Um, because of the haters. Like, I don't care what other people think of me. I hated myself. Like, that, I am my biggest hater. Fine. You're the hater that was the motivator. That is fair to say, but not other people. Okay. I just feel like you should go in there, kill so many birds with one stone. One, you'll get an amazing massage. Two, call me Gorda again. Call me Gorda again. Because to her, it was like an offhand remark. She didn't know that I heard it. Like, she doesn't even probably know or remember that she called me Gordita. But for me, it's like, you know, we all have moments in our life where we're like, especially if you've like struggled with your weight, where you have heard other people call you fat or like talk about your body. And literally those moments, you will take them to your grave with you. You will never forget them. For sure. But there's no part of you that now wants to go in there and be like. No. Because it won't be gratifying. She doesn't know that it was a moment. I know it was a moment, but she doesn't know. Okay. I think you're missing out on what could be another great moment for you. No. No, I don't do it for her. I do it for me. <laughs> well, then you're definitely we, missing out on a great foot rub. Yeah, no. I'll I'll take into consideration getting a foot rub, but I'm not going to your place. Like, I, if, I, if I don't do that, like, I really, truly stand for nothing, you know? Oh, my God. I, <laughs> as I a consumer. I so disagree. As a consumer, like, my um, – business is my power you know yeah and I'm gonna wield my power towards you know more safe spaces okay okay well we've got a great show for you guys today it's Wednesday which means we've got dear toasters we have an update remember the girly who wrote in and said you know she went off birth control and literally everything in her life feels different she no longer feels attracted to her partner yes. um it was kind of a big conversation in in our community and so she's written in with an update and I think you'll be interested to hear what she has to say. I'm so interested because I was so interested by that story. One, because then everyone in the community was like, this happened to me. And then we're also like kind of realizing that maybe like birth control is like meant to program us to be attracted to mediocre men. And maybe it's like the patriarchy. It's kind of, it's a pill to take to support the patriarchy. It's the patriarchy colluding with big pharma. Mm -hmm. And we're just putting the pieces together. Right. So we'll hear from one of our subjects on the matter. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Oh, my episode of Out and About is about today. I went on Joey Camasta's uh, podcast like a week and a half ago when it came out today. I actually watched it this morning before we got started. Just to, you know, energize me on the subject of me. And it was fabulous. <laughs> what did you guys talk about? Oh, everything. We talked about Cuba Gooding Jr. We talked about <laughs> Say Yes to the Dress. We talked about orgies. It really was a wide-spanning conversation. Oh, nice. Your highlight reel literally that's like when you go out into the world that's like what people associate you with it's like Cuba Gooding Jr. say yes to the I know I I mean I talked about that on the podcast about how I hate both of those things and I would love to stop stop talking about them however you know if people are talking to me I'm just happy I don't care what it's about they're kind of your claims to fame I know but like but we we know we know and the toasters know and like on this show we don't even discuss. No, it's old news. So it might be refreshing for people to hear it if, if they've never heard the story. Right. It's true. Head over to Out and About <laughs> Podcast. Um, that's so fun. Maybe I'll watch that today. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on the tube. Um, and what else? I feel like I had like something I needed to say on the toast, like a funny mm. story or something. Mm. Although I cannot recall. Maybe it'll, it'll come to me. I finished watching the new Roni episode. Oh, so what So that you I could, you know – Put a lid on it. I didn't think it was good, but I don't think that means that it's going to be terrible. I didn't think any of the women, like, stood out in any sort of major way. They're all kind of very similar. And also playing it safe because at this point, like, you know what 
makes good reality TV, how to be successful on reality TV. But none of them like had a distinct enough personality except for Bryn, but she's kind of all over the place. Like I don't know what she's about. Is Bryn like the brunette girl with like a like kind of a pouty face? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw I've seen a bunch of clips of the episode and I don't know if this is fair to say because I, again, haven't seen the, the entire episode, but she, like, appears like she's trying so hard. Yeah, she just, like, is saying crazy stuff, I think, because, like, that's what plays on TV. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, it's like, okay, this doesn't seem genuine. But on the other hand, no one else is really doing anything. So yeah, it's good, I guess. Uh, but no, and it also seems like this group of women don't really know each other. They're just kind of all, like, plucked from all around the five boroughs and put together in Jenna Lyons' apartment with a fondue board. Yeah, that's tough. And I think from, like, a casting perspective, it's really hard to get, like, a group of people who know each other for a long time who all want to do the show and then who are also all interesting and wealthy and women of, you know, status. Mm-hmm. Um but as a viewer, like, it's so frustrating. I feel like with a bunch of the seasons of Housewives, like, we got to a place where, like, you could tell these women were never hanging out unless they had to film. And it's, like, not fun. Like, that history makes it, you know, high stakes and makes it interesting. Yeah. And I just wonder how it worked with the Lizzie Savetsky stuff. Like, did they film for a few weeks? All of that blew up. And then they scrapped all that and started again. It does kind of feel that way because they're talking about, like, dinners and stuff that maybe mm. happened in the Lizzie era. Because – there's no footage. So do they not address it No, at they all? don't address it. It's not like she's in the background. Like, when they're in Jenna's apartment, like, li- like she had just the girls over for a girls' night, and, like, Lizzie's obviously not there. I feel like it's post-Lizzie, which actually makes it a little better because then they had those weeks of filming. Hanging out. So they had more opinions about each other. But I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. And I also think, like, Bravo probably doesn't want to open themselves up to any sort of, like, lawsuit because there was, like, allegations of anti-Semitism and stuff. So to, like, start with a clean slate, I guess. Yeah, no, it would have been really confusing to come in and try and explain the drama that happened. Like, we're trying to get or, to know, get to know a gr- new group of women. Like, it doesn't make sense. Or it would have been confusing to just use that footage but cut her out. Right. Because then there would be, like, a big gaping hole. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I keep saying, like, I might watch it, but every time I go to, like, my clicker, like, sorry, it's me and young Sheldon till the day I die. Yeah, no, what I've seen so far, you don't need to watch. But I'll I'll keep up with, like, what people are saying about it. If it seems like it's getting better, maybe I'll I'll give it another shot. I just saw the ratings for it. I think it was, like, 670,000 people. I don't know whether that's good or bad these days. Me neither. Like, it doesn't for- sound good. It doesn't sound good, but I think these days in the Bravo universe and, like, cable universe, I think it's pretty decent. Mm, it doesn't sound good and it certainly doesn't sound good for a premiere of a new show that's like incredibly hyped up but Andy said like this might inspire them to reboot some other cities well not if it doesn't go well yeah what cities do you think need to be rebooted OC apparently OC is like doing well I actually was thinking about watching again but there's not that many episodes out so I didn't want to like get into it and then have nothing to watch I actually watched an episode of it because Brian keeps up with it. And when we were the Hamptons, he was watching it. So I sat down and watched it with him when, when we watched Crappy Lake, which, again, I can't recommend enough. Um, it seemed fine. Honestly, I there was, like, this moment where Heather Dubrow, like, did, like, a losery thing, which she doesn't do, you know? Like, mm-hmm. she was t- – they were doing peak and pit of their trip because they took a trip to Montana. And she was like, a pit of mine is just, you know – Shannon and Tamara have made up after all these years and she feels like you know they were leaving her out and like they weren't and she like started crying and they're like what are you doing like it was so not Heather Dubrow like not you know she's like fancy queen it was not it was so like losery of her that's weird yeah no it felt weird it felt like everyone was like doing the most I know there's like a new housewife um and there's like some tea on her and Tamara has of course you know found it and is exploiting it um I don't know if they need a reboot but Emily, my, my queen Emily, wasn't on the trip because she got COVID. Um, so it, the episode wasn't as good as it could have been. Interesting. I don't really need any cities to be rebooted. I feel like I'm just moving away from watching, like, so much Housewives mm-hmm. that unless they are in a city and, like, with people who I already care about, I don't plan on watching it. But that's why I watch Roni because, like, we're New Yorkers. I'm going to give it yes. a shot. But if and they- it's also fun to just watch New York be portrayed as, like, fabulous and where are they going. Yeah. Yeah, but it also feels like something about it, it feels so, like, 10 years ago in the way that they're, Hmm. like, talking about New York almost. I can't explain. Like, it feels like this was the pilot that was shot alongside the original pilot. 
in the way that they're talking about New York. Like, New York has really changed, and I just don't feel like that they've reflected, reflected that. it in the show. Oh, that's interesting. I can't explain it. And it, it doesn't no, feel sense. like super New York-y. It's just like everyone, maybe because we're only in people's apartments so far. I've only been in apartments. Right. And they're nice Which apartments. is interesting. You would like the apartments and they live, Oh, most of them live either like downtown or Brooklyn. I don't think anyone lives uptown. Not that I've seen uh, yet. Well, no, I mean the whole original show took place uptown. When there was a housewife who lived downtown, it was like the biggest deal. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's interesting. I do like to see – part of, for me, the allure of the show is seeing people's, like, homes, cars, their wealth. Um, and that's why I think the OG show got so boring because it really wasn't, like, this group of fabulous rich women. It was this group of, like, alcoholic women who are no longer women of stature. Yeah, who are, like, reality form- TV stars. Right. They're, like, former Morgan heir- heiresses. They're former countesses. And, like, that doesn't really pay the bills. Yeah. No, the things that pay the bills are just, like, not the things that we want to see them doing. No, they're professional reality stars now. They're honestly on the same financial level as like, you know, the Vanderpump Rules kids who were waiters and waitresses and who are now Right. Who are now professional reality stars. It's like the same, you know, tax bracket. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, um, we've got a great show. I think we should dive in. We've got some stories and we've got your toasters and I'm excited about it. Okay, let's get into the fast five stories that you need to know. And the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Jackie and I love to invest, whether it's in purses, clothing, shoes. We are always making sure to shop smart with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay authenticators are there verifying every detail of your purchase. So basically the eBay Authenticity Guarantee protects buyers from fakes and it gives them the assurance that they're getting the real deal. Because, you know, sometimes shopping on the internet, when you're looking for the real deal, it can feel like the wild, wild west. But eBay's out here to protect you. Because what is worse than spending time, money, energy, scouring, researching the internet for your next purchase, only to later find out that you have been scammed? With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll never get faked over again. Their service currently covers eligible items across sneakers, watches, handbags, jewelry, and streetwear. We feel more confident in ordering online, knowing that an expert at eBay is authenticating our items. So any purchase backed by the authenticity guarantee is sent to the authentication team who personally inspect the item, check it against the listing, and authenticate it. So in a world full of fakes, it's time to get real with eBay authenticity guarantee. eBay is such an amazing platform, whether you're looking for, you know, something vintage, something rare. And I feel like a lot of people spend a lot of time scouring eBay for that one particular item. And now with the authenticity guarantee, it's just peace of mind knowing that eBay is going to handle all the stress. So ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Today's episode is also brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. So if you're looking for the spring musicale, make sure to get your tickets on the Game Time app. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. Game Time is the place for last-minute tickets. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee also means you'll always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section and the same row for less, you will get credited by game time for 110% of the difference. You're getting images of your seats before you buy. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive, and you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. So you just tap and you're set. Tickets are then sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email or worse, print. Um, Game Time is a great app to just have on your phone if you live in a fabulous city like New York with lots of things going on. If you travel a lot and you're always looking for different things to do in the cities that you're in, whether it be for work or for pleasure, just have the Game Time app on your phone. You know, you find yourself in Charlotte, bring up the Game Time app, see what the Bobcats are up to, you know, see what the local theater is is showing. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code TOAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code TOAST for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Awesome. Thank you. Are you ready for our first story? Awesome. Oh, wow. Like, totally freaked me out. I mean, right on. The Toro Sharon, number one. You know who else is number one? Me? Not today. Damn. The Golden Bachelor. 
Oh, yes. The Golden Bachelor, Jerry Turner, is taking the country by storm. So ABC announced Jerry Turner is ready to find the new love of his life. The 71-year-old was announced as the star of ABC's new Bachelor spinoff, The Golden Bachelor, in July 2023. According to the network, the father of two is a hopeless romantic looking for someone to share the sunset years of life. He said it's never too late to fall in love again. Don't give up. There's always possibilities. He said he was pushed to join the show by his two daughters after their mother passed away. Though the pressure could make any man nervous, he told GMA that being the first elderly man to lead the show feels amazing and it's still sinking in. So we talked about the fact that The Bachelor was doing a spinoff called The Golden Bachelor. We thought it was a golden idea. And now they have found like the perfect man to lead the show. So I think, you know, when they first announced the idea, people were, you know, questioning maybe a little curious but now that a lot of the assets have come out and we've seen what this man looks like when they said golden bachelor like I was thinking more like you know nursing home vibes like really old I didn't think of like this kind of silver fox I mean I think we can all agree this man is extremely hot like they did an amazing job with casting and seeing you know his his footage you know his little commercial like is making me excited yeah a lot of people excited I think a lot of Fans of The Bachelor are, like, texting their parents. Signing their parents, yeah. Yeah, being like, you have to go on. I think everybody wants to date this man. I agree. I think you probably would have expected it to be a little more like, what's that actor's name who plays Professor Professor John Sturgis on Young Children? Yeah. Uh, Blair Waldorf's uh, mom's Step boyfriend. Yeah. What, what is, is his oh, name? His name is um, Mr. Geis from Clueless. Right. What is his name? His name is Miss No Miss Geist, and what's his, what's his name in Clueless, Mister in Clueless? Oh, Mister Hall, Mister Hall, his Geist name is and Hall, Wallace Shawn, which I didn't. Perfect. Know. That's he's such a Wallace. Honestly, I would have loved for him to be the Golden Bachelor too, but instead we have this hot seventy-one-year-old who's no, like we have this hot piece of ass like. <laughs> Who's ready to find a partner to golf with, play pickleball with. He's a retired restaurateur with many mm. hobbies. And I think the fact that he's a widower. Endears him to a lot of people. Yeah, it's not like he's, you know, had three marriages. Like, I think they, right. I think they were very specific about who they wanted to cast. I think they wanted, obviously, someone actually old. You know, not like yeah. in their 50s. So, like, 70s yeah. is, you know is pretty old but like good looking sprightly carry a show because it's still the bachelor mm-hmm. and they care about looks and someone whose story would be like heartwarming to yeah. and they found the perfect man honestly i think ai no. generated him no by the way he's giving ai generated like he's quite literally perfect <laughs> um of course like abc had to do their like annoying um like marketing around it i find bachelor marketing to be like so lame they're like his dms require postage like so cringe but yeah. i do feel like i will give this show a chance it is extremely cute it's giving young sheldon vibes like just heartwarming endearing family-friendly fun i know but i'm just curious like who this man actually is looking to be with like and what ages of the women there's gonna be because i feel like he could go with a younger woman like this is like he looks very young he doesn't look 70 yeah this is a spirited young soul it seems yeah i feel like he needs like a 60 year old like nancy myers vibe like kind of meryl streep's character from it's complicated yeah i'm she's also jackie she's also a restaurateur i feel like they'll cast women in their 50s too I mean, that's like a huge age gap. I know it feels different when it's like a 50-year-old and a 70-year-old, but that is like a big gap. Yeah, but I don't know. I just, I'm really curious how this is going to play out. No, and I think this is like a big moment for the Bachelor franchise. I mean, in the last few years, due to their own, just like, the show never really evolved. They had like a litany of scandals and just like other streaming services and networks like coming up with better ideas for dating shows like they've really dropped the ball from like once being the biggest cultural phenomenon of our time um and I didn't know what or if they could do to like get themselves back in the zeitgeist and I wouldn't have expected this but it really is taking I've been seeing it all over the internet it's taking the the community by storm yeah it's really really good move for them and I feel like the fact that it's going to be on cable like once a week it could be the thing that like unites the nation like 
I, yeah. I think everyone will be watching. Everyone will be talking about like the women. And I also think it's really nice because we live in a world that's obsessed with like youth. Youth. And we need to get our priorities in order and respect our elders. And I think that the Golden Bachelor is inadvertently going to achieve that. No, and it's so funny because like I feel like The Bachelor was one of those like toxic shows that really focused on youth. And like they were always, you know, the the crop of girlies were always the same, you know, blonde, young girls. And now for them to use their platform to kind of shine a light on the elderly and like, you know, more mature women. I love that. Yeah. I like, I don't think they're doing it intentionally. They're just no. trying to come up with show ideas. But I actually think this is a really wholesome, nice message for the country. And they're kind of going back to their roots in the sense that when the show first began, like the the leads, the bachelor and the bachelorettes, like were actual bachelors. Like they were people who, you know, a lot of women would be, you know, searching for. And then they got to a point where it was just like kind of recycling like reality yeah. stars. And that's not considered like an, you know, it's not like this eligible bachelor, but this guy like is actually probably extremely sought after, you know? Yes. Yeah. He's an actual bachelor. Yeah, I feel like unless it was someone, I mean, this is not a great example, but like Colton, who's like a football player, and it's right. like, oh, you have the opportunity to like go on Colton season and yes. be with an NFL player. Most of the now bachelors are just reality. Like, they're just like guys. They're like former real estate agents turned full-time reality stars. Guy with a million Instagram followers. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder so if Jerry has an great. Instagram. Oh, we should watch his follower count. That's a really good way to know, like, if the show's having an impact once it starts airing. But I don't think it's – no, it's not analogous because this, the his demo – It's so true. – is not on Instagram. And I don't believe the show has started filming yet. I think they announced him as the, the guy to encourage, you know, people of that age demographic to, to apply. And it's going to work. Yes, I think everybody who loves The Bachelor or who, like, follows pop culture is signing their parents up. Well, their mom's up and yeah, yeah, single yeah, yeah, at yeah. that. <laughs> or Sorry, actually, yeah, maybe, single. maybe a couple married women will show up and say, I saw Jerry. He I'm willing to, to risk it all. And I think we can have a connection. I like that. It's really beautiful. Uh, it's, street, it's on this fall on Hulu. Oh. And ABC. And ABC, sorry. Oh. Look yeah, at us being so like, positive. I know, but this is worth worthy. I think this took everyone for a bit By of a surprise. Shock. Yeah. 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 Okay, our next story. Page six is reporting exclusively that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are having trouble in paradise. Um, the rumors are swirling that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's marriage is on the rocks. Radar Online reported Tuesday that the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are taking time apart. To heal and rebuild their bond, they're trying to figure out what hit them. Harry doesn't fit in Meghan's tacky Tinseltown world. Ooh! Adding that he's hoping to, quote, find himself. So that's what Radar Line reported. But an insider close to the couple assures Page Six that any speculation of a breakup is untrue. The insider said, quote, it's not true. It's literally made up. Okay, by the way, like there's definitely, you know, Radar Online and Page Six, like it's giving tabloid, you know, tabula rasa. But I think, you know, an interesting conversation is like, let's say hypothetically this is true. Like there they is can't no way. They, they can't. can't. Like they literally, that's what we've been saying. They couldn't. They, they're literally forbidden. Even if they chose to live separately, in, in different houses, different bedrooms, for the rest of their lives, they cannot divorce. No. It's so not an I, option for them. My, it's not. My prediction is that they won't divorce. You know what? It's so funny. He wanted to get so far away from like royal life, but he's wound up in the same situation where it's like, you can't get a divorce, bro. No, it's so true. And I don't think that this story is true. I think like if it's, it's you know, it's not crazy to think like they've had, you know, a very stressful few years. Like I'm sure, you know, they fight like any couple. I don't, I, I really can't see a world in which they're not making this work. They really, all they have is each other. Yeah, I think their relationship has probably seen better days. Like, I think things aren't amazing right now, and especially as amazing as they were when they left the family and they had each other and they had so much support and they had all this opportunity on the horizon. Like, as we've reported over the last few weeks and months, like, a lot of those things have gone away, and I think public opinion about them has... Swayed a little bit. So I don't think they're, like, doing the best they've ever been, but they're not getting divorced. They literally can't. And no. they're just going to deal with it. 
No, make it work. Make yeah. it work. He is planning on going to Africa for a new Netflix documentary because he, the radar source says that he feels most like himself while on the continent when she, he considers his second home. Okay. What's his first home? Damn. Montecito. Or no, where do they live? Montecito, Montecito yeah. yeah. That's a good question. He's kind of nomadic. Yeah, like what does he, he consider he, his first home? No, what does he consider his country, you know? Yeah. I'm sure he would say his home is wherever Megan is and his family. And and I'm sure if he had to ask, like, unto his head what country, he, like, belongs to the UK. Because they really okay, do so, love him. So then the place where he lives is actually his third home? Listen, he's a man of means. He's got many homes. <laughs> no, like, emotionally. No. Wherever Megan is. Yeah. So that's his first home. I don't believe that this story has any merit because it literally cannot. It can't, yeah. And I just... I rebuke. Yeah. But no, I think it has merit in the sense that, like, they're probably not in the best place they've ever been while they figure out, like, what's next for them. Yeah, they're kind of in this, like, transitional period. Like, they kind of got settled here. And, you know, before that, she was in Canada. It was, like, a very transitional period. It was very high stakes. They got here. They got settled. They started working. They became, you know, real Americans. And I think between the book and some of the news, like, I think it's really shaken up their their world. And they're no longer feeling, you know, stable. Yeah, no, and there was so much promise ahead. Like, there was so much change happening at once. So it doesn't, like, allow you to really, like, process stuff. And there was so mm-hmm. much promise. And now the the chips have fallen where they've fallen. Yeah. I don't think they've fallen exactly where the they had hoped yeah that's that's a good way of putting it so i think they'll be together forever but you know maybe he is sleeping in a different bedroom maybe it it's mandatory like they are together forever dumois posted a tip that they had sold their house and that harry was living in another place Ooh, yeah i mean you have to take you have to take everything you know with a grain of salt from like blind gossip um, but that's interesting. What do we know if their house sold? That's like all public record. That's what I was going to say. We would know. Yeah. There would be pictures of it everywhere. We would know who bought it. Yeah, yeah. It would be Harry and Meghan's house for sale and then a little like 3D tour. Yeah, 3D tour and then like a blurb on like which billionaire or other celebrity bought it because that's like the most interesting real estate news when like celebrities and rich people sell their house to other celebrities and rich people. Yeah, yeah. So we would know that. We would know that. Or maybe it's like the sales, maybe it's still an escrow. Um, maybe it's still an escrow. I don't know. But. Wishing them well, truly. Wishing them well. Are you ready for our next story? A little more relationship news. Mm-hmm. BB Rexa put her boyfriend, oh. Kian Safari, on blast for shaming her about her weight. So BB Rexa appeared to put her boyfriend on blast for criticizing her weight when she shared a screenshot of an alleged text he sent her. The singer took to her Instagram story to post the message, which hinted at trouble in paradise after he allegedly wrote that he wanted to be honest about her looks. So she posted this screenshot of the text. It's a really long text. Okay, but to be fair, like, because we're going to talk about this in depth, I think we need to read the whole text because it's it's a very interesting text message. Yes, it's a very long text message and it's, uh, you know, I guess the headline does capture technically what it says, but there, it's more layered than that. It's more nuanced than that. The, the you know, takeaway, if you're just like giving general points in these headlines, makes it seem like he called her fat right. out of nowhere. He said, hey, I never said you weren't beautiful and I never said I didn't love you. In fact, I said how beautiful you are and how much I loved you. But I always said I would be honest with you and your face was changing, so I told you it was. That was the conversation we were having and you asked, because I care, would you rather I lied to you? You gained 35 pounds, obviously you gained weight and your face changes. Should I just pretend it didn't happen and that it's okay? Come on, I gained three pounds and you call me chubs and fat. Doesn't mean you don't love me. If you're trying to find reasons to break up, this makes sense, but it's not the real reason. If you're unhappy with me slash yourself slash with life and don't see a future with us then that's okay and that's the reason don't use something like that to weaponize your anger or anxiety or any insecurity you may have you know I always found you to be beautiful and loved you no matter what I think it's important for you to think about things and write things down speak to a therapist and do this retreat thing to get to the root of the problem let me know if you'd like to speak if you need more clarity love you so, I mean, I think everyone's, like, first initial reaction is, like, this fucking guy. Like, How dare what you? a shit. Don't fucking talk about. But then, when you read the text, it does seem like, you know, weight 
is something that they speak about a lot because he said you asked Mm -hmm. and he said you know you're always telling me when I gain weight so it seems like it's a topic of conversation and I think like in a relationship either you talk about it or you don't I come from a relationship where we talk very openly about it I will ask like do I look fat do I look like I've gained weight what do you think about my stomach and Ben will be like oh my god does my stomach look like we we talk about it um and it feels like a safe space to do that I don't feel like I'm ever being judged and I don't feel like I'm ever being judgy I'm just like we talk about it matter of factly like but do you care does it bother you do you want like we talk about it and I think in like a logical way um so it seems like they talk about it because he literally said you asked and you said something about me so knowing that I feel like um he actually sounds like he's being kind of kind in a weird way. He's trying to just have a conversation with her. She had spoken recently about how she had gained um, a a lot of weight. I think she had said 35 pounds. And sometimes like that's just, you know, you're living life and you're, that's like It can be, sometimes, sometimes it's a sign of happiness and contentment. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not. And so I feel like he's, one, she asked him, Two, he's like, there's clearly something beneath the surface between the two of them where maybe she's not in the best place. Like, she's going to a retreat. He's telling her to speak to a therapist. Like, I think he's trying to speak to her as kindly as he possibly can. Seeing this text out of context, like, yeah, it's like a man should never comment on a woman's weight. But, like, they're in a relationship. She asked. It's clearly a point of conversation between the two of them. My biggest question is, why did she post this? She deleted it pretty soon after. Yeah. But... I almost feel like it was an accident that she posted this. I know, because if she was trying to make a point to, I feel like we had this conversation with Sarah Brady, like to post conversation screenshots that like you are screenshotting what you want to show is always going to, you know, be biased and like you're only showing people what you want them to see. And so for her to do that, and then I think a lot of people didn't respond in the way that she thought that they would. Because, of course, like we said, our initial reaction is always like, literally, don't fucking talk about my body. I'll slit your throat. Yeah. But it's such a long text message, and it it weirdly gives a lot of context about their relationship. So I think once upon reading it, everybody was like, wait, it's not that bad. Yeah, and also, like, why are you bringing the public into your current relationship? Like, with the Sarah Brady thing, I could see a year later, she obviously is pissed at her ex. yeah. But this is like your relationship and it feels like such a weird way to like, it's such a weird tool in your fighting toolkit to be like, I'm going to put your text on my Instagram. No, it's definitely, this was a weird way for me to find out BB Rexa had a boyfriend. True. If she still has one. But again, this is like Kiki Palmer, like how are you in a relationship again after? You're not. Like I don't think that they will. I would never trust someone. If I were him. put me on blast. This is it. Like, no, we're not in a relationship anymore. Yeah, I agree. This feels like none of our business. It feels weird to even comment on it. But, like, she put it out there. And just, I feel like we don't know a lot about her relationship. So everybody's, like, really leaning into these text messages for, like, different context clues. And based on things I think we can, like, infer from the text message, it doesn't seem like he's out here being like, you big bitch. Like, it seems <laughs> like, I don't know. It he's, seems like if you're going to. concerned. It, no, not only that. It seems like if you're going to talk about weight with your partner, which is a decision. Either you talk about it or you don't. You don't have to talk about it. But it seems like if you are going to talk about it, he's someone who's talking about it in kind of like a healthy way. Right. It, I, I didn't see, I didn't read this and be like, this guy. My initial reaction was like, based on headlines, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. But if you take the time to read it, it's not that bad. No, he said, like, I said you're so beautiful and I, I love you and I always will think you're beautiful. It's not like he's saying, like, you changed and I'm not attracted to you. Right, and so you know she's what, asking, actually. She's asking, did I change? He said, yes, but you're still beautiful to me. Yeah, and I kind of relate to BB Rexa in being like, I've had this where I'm like to Ben, like, I feel so disgusting. Like, I really am so unhappy. Like, I hit a wall. I feel like a lot of people get there. Like, you know, your weight doesn't bother you, and then it does. And it's like all you can think about. And I've said to Ben, like, I'm really unhappy. And he's like, okay, well, you know, let's do something together. Like, let's mm-hmm. join a gym. or And like, his, like, that response makes me mad. I'm like, no, bitch. Like, you just, just fix wanted it. to complain. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I actually can understand BB Rexa, but, like, Wait, I do not understand then, blasting it on social media. Would you ever put the <gasps> response on Instagram? No, because then I'm giving other people on the internet free reign to talk about my body. Yeah, like, and that's never, not something I'll I ever do. I feel weird sitting here talking about BB Rexa's 35-pound waking, but, like, she put it, she served now, it up. Jackie, and now we've said it. Yeah. And, you know, this is actually very pertinent because we have a Dear Toasters about this exact issue. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I'm interested to hear what you'll have to say. But also, BB Rexa has spoken about her weight gain in the last few weeks. I think she was on, like, the Jennifer Hudson show. She also shared that she has PCOS. So it's just been, like, mm-hmm. a transitional time for her. But it, there was no, com- like, further commentary. Like, we didn't talk. It's not a story BB Rexa no. says she's gained weight. But also, I felt like when I did hear or see headlines about her talking about it, like, it was in a very... Um, Matter like of fact. Se- no, like in a self-assured way. Like, I've gained weight. Look, like, it doesn't bother me. And I, Yeah, like, I'm still living my best life. Yeah, yeah. As you said, sometimes it's a sign of just, like, contentment. And, like, yeah. uh, I think that was, like, Courtney was saying that. Courtney Kardashian a few episodes yes. ago. How, like, when she's super skinny, it means she's not happy. And if she's, like, if she's um, a little heavier, like, it just means that she's happy and content and not so, like, concerned Yeah, and about it's not... That. It's not like a blanket universal thing. Like if you're fat, you're unhappy. Like I think everybody's different. Like I think when people, some people, you know, are at their fittest, it's a sign of them being at their best. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes like Courtney, it's a sign of like, you know, true contentment, not needing to keep up with anything, relaxation. Yes. That's, so it's not one, or, it's not one or the other for everyone. So totally. that's why you just shouldn't talk about it because you don't know if mm-hmm. somebody's like dealing with something really tragic and stressful so just don't talk about it but in a relationship that's where you share your deepest and darkest and most vulnerable truths so that's fine but to put it online girl leave us out of it I don't I want no part of this no and in a relationship like you should know if your partner like is in a good place or a bad place duh yeah this is weird, like very weird. Yeah, this trend of like celebrities putting their personal not here for text it. messages and thoughts and feelings about their current partners, I'm not here for it. No, it's so not celebrity. No. Like some things can be private, girl, like keep it to yourself. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? I really truly am. Finally, after a day's delay, Lindsay Lohan gives birth <laughs> <laughs> and welcomes her first baby with her husband, Bader Shamus. So the actress has given birth to her and her husband's first child, a son named Luai, a rep for Lohan Tells, page six. It's spelled L-U-A-I. L-U-A-I. Maybe it's like Lai. Lai Luau? Luai. Okay, pretty. She said, the, uh, the rep said the family is over the moon in love. The baby was born in Dubai where the couple lives, although his exact birth date was not immediately made known. I'm really happy for Lindsay. I think, you know, that generation of girls, Amanda Bynes, Lindsay Lohan, uh, Brittany, are really now coming out of like their trauma. Like they were like treated so poorly. I think they went through so much. And so to see Lindsay come out on the other side, she's acting again. She's happily married. She's kind of like a traditional chuggy girl, like getting married and then having babies. Like I'm so happy for her. Like I really, she's someone I don't think of often, but when I do, I wish her well. Yeah, and I feel like after a lot of years of being mysterious who knows what she's been up to some weird videos and this and that like in the last few she's really like gotten her life together and settled down and her career is she's acting again she did that Netflix movie she's married she's having baby like I think it's really nice I think so too although I do you know often think about you know that era of her life where she was running around London on Instagram live like right um, chasing down Syrian refugees in the street yeah, but that was also at the same time when she was doing that MTV show, Lohan Beach Club. Beach Club, which oh my actually, God, that was crazy. But if you watch the show, she was like totally fine. Like it, it, the yeah. way that like you think of her, like or we all saw that video of her dancing in Mykonos that like went so viral and you're like, oh yeah. my God, what is going on with Lindsay? But then when you watch the show, like she's literally running her business and she's totally fine. And she was like level-headed. Yeah. Okay, good. I really like... We She raised us. I wish her the best. And I think motherhood already looks great on her. I hope she's, you know, just nesting. I truly wish her well. Me too. She also, like Amanda Bynes, is an amazing actress. Yeah. Extreme talent. Like an extreme talent. And we are at a loss, like, without her doing more movies. And I just, I hope she does more movies because she's really such a great actress. I agree. I mean, of course, you know, the greats come to mind. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, Mean Girls, Freaky Friday. Not enough people talk about Herbie Fully Loaded. Georgia Rule, your favorite movie. (gasps) Georgia Rule. Oh, my God. I Literally, Georgia Rule is now one of those movies that gets clipped on TikTok and, like, it's reaching a whole new generation. People in the comments being like, what movie is this? Um, And it's that scene where, like, Felicity Huffman finally comes down to Jane Fonda's house and is like, tell me the truth. What really happened with my new man? And it's chilling. And I'm so glad a younger generation is is seeing it. It's it's Felicity Huffman, Jane Fonda, and Garrett Hedlund, and Lindsay Lohan's finest work. Mm-hmm. 
I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, you do. So anyways, I'm really happy for her. Me too. Mazel tov to you. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Another mazel tov is in order. No, because our fifth and final story where another mazel tov is in order is brought to you by Quince. Summer is here and your wardrobe, no offense, needs an upgrade. Instead of a flimsy fast fashion haul, spend your money wisely on high quality essentials that will last beyond this season. Quince is our spot for quiet luxury without paying luxury prices. So Quince offers a range of must-have items, like 100% European linen um, for under $50, luxurious mulberry silk skirts, and of course, Italian leather bags and 14-karat gold jewelry from $30. All of their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands, and that's because Quince has timeless classic styles that will not go out of fashion, and you'll have them in your closet forever. I have so many, like I'm, I've been saying this, like I'm trying to build like a capsule wardrobe where I have different basics that are all really high quality that I can live with for many years and just wear differently and style differently. So I have a great pair of black slacks from Quince. I have a great cashmere sweater from Quince. I have a great cardigan from Quince. They're really classic timeless pieces. And the way that they're able to do their pricing is they partner directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to you. What's even better is that Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes. So we can feel good about getting high-quality items that last longer. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com toast to get free shipping and a 365-day return on your next order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash toast for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Impossible Foods. It is summertime. It means it's hot grill summer. And we're all outside, you know, being girly, barbecuing up. And Impossible Foods wants you and your grill to join them in making meat history. So as you may or may not know, Impossible Beef is delicious. It tastes like beef, and historically speaking, of course, beef is delicious, no. But it's made from plants. So Impossible has zero animal hormones, 19 grams of protein per serving, and it's better for the planet. It's so delicious. It tastes just like beef. So why not the next time you're shopping at your local grocer, Grab Impossible Beef Patties. Grab any of the Impossible Food products. They're so good. They're good for the planet. They have a ton of protein. And, you know, you're you're doing good for your body, good for the planet, while also participating in barbecue culture. Because it's barbecue season, you know. Us vegetarian girls, our kosher girls, our girls who want to eat less meat, like, we don't want to be left out. We still want to wear cute outfits and grill it up. So if you're looking for better options on what to grill, grab Impossible. We're making meat history today. Head over to the meat aisle at your local store, grab some Impossible Beef patties, and get grilling. Jackie and I, Jackie more so, because, you know, we're limited in what we can eat as kosher girlies. We find ourselves over the last few years really always reaching for the Impossible aisle. When there's Impossible burgers at restaurants, like, we're always ordering it. It's such a treat. It's such a luxury. Mm -hmm. Um, And you should join us because there's no reason not to. It's so delicious. It tastes just like beef, but it's so much better for the planet. So this summer, make sure to head over to the local grocer. Get yourself some Impossible Beef. Thanks, Claude. You're welcome. Our fifth and final story, Mazel Tov is in order to Dylan Sprouse and Barbara Palvin. Yes. They got married in Hungary one month after announcing their engagement. The stars said, I do during a secret ceremony in the model's home country of Hungary over the weekend. A local outlet claimed that the nuptials took place in a church just outside the Hungarian capital of Budapest. And... Vogue has all the photos. So first, the local outlet Boars Online had obtained photos of the bride who looked stunning. How cute. In her corset-style wedding gown and sheer gloves. And then the Vogue exclusive dropped. And the photos are just gorgeous. Yeah, this was so... um unexpected like obviously I knew that they were engaged but they had a relatively like normal length engagement for like a celebrity and I didn't know she was Hungarian I love that they all flew to Hungary like to celebrate her culture this is so cute I love these two these are one of my favorite celebrity couples and they're not so obvious you know they're not in your face they're just like seem really happy and I love them I love Barbara Palvin I love Dylan Sprouse like I'm obsessed I'm obsessed. They've been together for a long time. They seem so suited for one another. I'm glad they're married. And I loved her wedding look. Like, I feel like it was very traditional, but also something about Mm -hmm. it was incredibly, like, unique and not what we've seen before. We've gotten some really good bridal looks in the last like year I feel no the the models are doing the most for the bridal industry Taylor Hill Kate Bach yeah Palvin yep yep I mean I guess that's you know why they're paid the models. big bucks no and that's why like 
they literally model wedding dresses because they're models, you know? Yeah, she looks like she's in the campaign. Like, it's just too easy. She's really beautiful. I really, um, she's one of, like, my favorite models, you know, weirdly. And I love Dylan Sprouse. He's definitely my favorite Sprouse twin, my fellow NY- NYU alum. Oh, wow, he's your favorite Sprouse. Cole's yeah, I, I, would th- like I, would, I would say so. Would you not agree? Um, as much as, like, Dylan... He seems like the more affable, unserious brother who like you'd actually want to hang out with. I just feel like that's because we also don't know as much about him as we do about Cole. Because Cole's yes, kind of like I, everywhere and he takes himself so seriously. Well, I feel like, you know, they were these young child stars together and then they definitely took a break. I know they went to college because I went to college with them. Um, and then Cole had this resurgence with Riverdale, the biggest show, and it was like Cole Sprouse, Cole Sprouse, and then he dated Lily Reinhardt. I feel like it was so much Cole that Dylan got left behind. And then very slowly, everybody started to just like take their own interest in Dylan, due in large part to him being in like this fabulous, seemingly really normal, healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's gotten his moment, even though Cole is like the obvious one now. He's the more famous one. Um, but like when Barbara was at the Victoria's Secret fashion show and Dylan was sitting front row, like being so proud of his girly, like I'm obsessed. Have they ever gone to the Met Gala? Yes. Together? Yes. I'm on my way. They do, they, they really are like low-key like a socialite couple, you know? Yeah, they are. They're not like so obvious. They're not getting hounded by paparazzi. They probably have a very normal life where they, you know, probably live nice. You know, they make a lot of money from, I know she's like a big model for a lot of big brands. But they, they have a sense of normalcy, which we love. Yeah, we do. And Cole was his best man, it seems. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, they had this big bachelor party, I think, in Iceland. Um, it's nice. It's really nice. Vogue getting the exclusive. We love it. Yeah. She wore Vivian Westwood. Stunning. Yeah. Really pretty dress. So those were the Fast Five stories, and I feel as though you needed to know them. You did. You you definitely did. And I'm excited because we have Dear Toasters. The one I was referring to is up first. So if you want to submit Dear Toasters, it is our weekly advice segment. We do it every Wednesday, or we try to do it every Wednesday. Sometimes it gets pushed to Thursday, just depending on what the celebs are up to. Programming things. Yeah. Um, But if you want to write in, it's always done completely anonymously. You can submit two ways. The first is just emailing us at deartoasters at gmail.com, or head over to thetoastpodcast.com. We have a submission box. Again, totally anonymous. Write Write in, girls. What's going on? Um, okay, ready? Yep. Hey, Jackson Claude, love the podcast. Here's my issue. I've been with my husband for almost seven years. We have two kids together, and we just got married six months ago. After, on our honeymoon, we were literally in the middle of having sex when he says, I know that you're bigger than most girls, but you're so sexy. I know how he meant it, but seriously, I immediately got up, I went into the bathroom, and I cried. Mm. I am a little bit of a bigger girl. I always have been. My entire relationship, I... I thought that he was the one person who never saw my weight. He's never once commented on it or made any comments about it, based, you know, how much I eat, the gym, etc. And that's why I love him. I thought he saw me for who I am. Needless to say, this incident has fucked me up to my core. Am I just overthinking this? Is this a stupid guy thing? When I finally got the courage to tell him about it, he was extremely apologetic, so reassuring that it was a stupid comment. We were also a little drunk. But for some reason, I just can't get over it. It stuck with me and has been bothering me so much so much lately. Should I just get over it? Am I being dramatic? Thanks. Love you both. I don't think that you're being dramatic. Like, you're entitled to your feelings, and sometimes something hits you sideways, even when I think it's so clear that like he meant it in the kindest way like he thought he was saying something nice and he didn't realize he just like ruined your whole trip um I think that we can forgive him yeah I'm glad that you like told him that it bothered you uh and you have every right to like be bothered by it but he really meant it in a nice way and I would try and focus on like the positive half of the statement because that's what really matters yeah, also just like people say crazy things in sex. Like you also have to chalk it up to like dirty talk. Like people just say things like that's like Amy Schumer does a bit where she's like when you when you start having sex with your husband, he says all these crazy things. Like you know he doesn't mean it. He's like, oh yeah, let's get let's fuck so hard. And like we're not gonna fuck so hard. You're literally my family, you know? <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but I think this is a really interesting thing. As somebody who's been fat their whole life, like you really want like like it's it's kind of like a a, a fact of no what's the word I'm looking for it's like it's a very matter of fact thing like I know that I'm fat you know 
But the way like somebody says it, even in a complimentary way, which this was, it kind of just like bursts your bubble that nobody sees that about you. And it's really tough because you think, you know, for me at least, like I was always, you know, doing the most, like hair, makeup, personality, like just to deflect from the fact that I'm bigger than most people. And for somebody to even not whether it's in a positive or negative way, to even acknowledge it to your face is like so disgusting, you know? Even though it's not bad or good, I feel like fat has become like a a bad word, but it's just, you know, it's a fact. Like I I, I was fat. It's like, numbers. Yeah, so for, for somebody to bring it up to you, that's the most harrowing part because it bursts the bubble that you have successfully been like deflecting people from noticing, you know? Yes, no, I, I understand completely and I understand why she's upset by it. But the but you don't have to be. You don't have to be. And the takeaway is like that he's obsessed with you. He loves you. You have two kids, seven years. Like you guys are great. And he meant he was trying to pay you a compliment. Like men are so yeah. And dumb. he was trying to make it men like sexy. So yeah. Yeah, I, and you know what? Maybe that's like, you know, a subconscious way of him wanting to you to like lean into like your curvy girl life, you know? Mm-hmm. He's into it. And some women like wear it as a badge of honor and are so good about being confident. And some people, it just destroys their confidence until they can, you know, get it under control. But maybe he wants you to be that type of bitch. And that's complimentary. Or he's th- or he uh, so, like thinks of you as someone who's extremely like confident in yeah. your size and that that would not affect you at all. Like maybe yeah, you've been yeah. putting on this like front that like, and not even a front, but as you no, said, for a lot like of it's people, always been who you are. And yeah. maybe he saw it as like, you know, he's paying you a compliment to like how confident you are. No, and just back to what you said, for a lot of big girls, like they're so confident. And for a lot of them, myself included, like it's a facade. It's yeah. just a way of getting ahead of of anything. Yeah, but I'm sorry that happened. He sounds Your like man a good seems man. so sweet. Yeah. He sounds like a good man. It sounds like he was really just, people say crazy things in the bedroom. There's he was like trying to like come city. up with like a, a, a fresh compliment, you know, that's like yeah. not just like, oh, you're so beautiful. Yeah. It's like that episode of Sex and the City where Charlotte has sex with that guy and every time they have sex, he says like the craziest, like degrading shit. And she's like this, you know, nice Upper East Side wasp. And it's like you just chalk it up to like bit pillow talk, you know? Yeah. Mm, it's a little different, but I understand. <laughs> okay. Ready for our next one? Yes. I have, two, I have a few that I'm like, I, I have a bunch. Which one? Oh, that's mm, new. Mm-mm. No, I always take a bunch. No, okay, I'm going to do this one. Hey, girlies, been a listener forever, and I appreciate the years of giggles. My father-in-law said something to me that I truly can't get over. Long story short, he took a picture of me and my husband, and when seeing the picture, I commented just to my husband that my boobs looked so big in the photo. My father-in-law overheard me, and he said, I could hold them for you if you want obviously referring to my boobs. Mm. That grossed me out. My husband told him later when I wasn't around that the comment was inappropriate, but both my father-in-law and my mother-in-law didn't see issue with it. So the comment was just swept under under the rug, but I feel weirdly objectified whenever I see my father-in-law. I don't see him regularly, but when I do, it's for days at a time. Am I being dramatic that I can't not think about that creepy comment whenever he's around? Yeah, Uh, no, that's fucking weird. It's literally the weirdest thing ever. And to be honest, there's nothing you could do about it because the one thing you could do, I would have told you, your husband has to tell your father that that was inappropriate. And he did it. So there's quite literally nothing you can do. But we're here to um, corroborate. That is literally so fucking weird and inappropriate. And I guess we got to chalk this up to like, you know, the elderly. Yeah, the elderly. Not everyone can be Jerry from The Golden Bachelor. The elder's going to elder. And this is one of them (laughs) things that you just got to swallow but like we are here for you it's fucking weird and inappropriate yeah and just like stay away from him like try not to have conversations with him where you're gonna hear more weird shit that you don't want to hear and it's just like you know like you gotta dodge him yeah by the way yeah and now that you know he's a freak like a comment to your husband being like oh my boobs look so big just don't say it yeah no I wouldn't talk about like things that might rile him up and I'm not in any way saying you provoked him to say that. No. No. But you know he's a freak. So try your absolute best not to even give him like an inch or uh, of space to say something like that. Yeah. But elder's going to elder and in-law's going to in-law. 100%. And elder in-law's going to elder in-law. And I'm proud of you for taking, you know, in-law dynamics are very sensitive. And you knew immediately it was on your husband to say something. And I'm proud of you for doing that. I'm sorry it didn't work out the way you wanted it to. Yeah. But you just Elders can't gonna people at a certain point. It's so true. It, like, 
I don't know how old this man is, but if he's your father-in-law and you're a toaster, he has to be at least 60. And they're so far gone change. Like, don't even bother. Just get, put your energy towards your business or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> okay. Our third and final is an update. So we had a girly write in. I'll read you a little bit of a synopsis from what she wrote in. She said her boyfriend over a year um, has been really supportive in her getting off of birth control, but her hormones have been really crazy. She feels really repulsed by him. Like him farting puts her over the edge. I feel like he's lazy, he's gross, he's annoying. And before birth control, I was madly in love, of course, with the occasional annoyance. But she doesn't know if like her honeymoon phase has ended, if it's hormones, she doesn't know. So we had basically told her like, you got to give it time. Like your body is out of whack. Like not enough people talk about how like birth control really changes you. And there have been studies done on all this. So we told her to just like chill. And if in due time she's still repulsed by this man, maybe it's just the relationship, not the birth control. No, maybe it was the birth control that made her attracted to him. But like once she's leveled out and she's completely like feeling herself and not hormonal and up and down, then she can make a decision. But like, don't make a decision right now while you're still like coming down off of everything. So here's her update. Trinity Lou and Jackie O, I wanted to send you an update on my hormone fiasco. And by the way, I like that we always complain that people don't give us updates, but like this girl, we needed months and she literally wrote in yeah. months ago. So yeah. I feel like it's an adequate update. I wanted to send you an update on my hormone fiasco. I followed your advice of giving my body time to get back in order before doing anything rash. And I am so happy I did because we are back to normal. My hormones were honestly whack and it's crazy what my body went through. He has been very patient with me and made me realize he's a total pee-jom. I am never getting back on that shit again and we are now taking steps to embrace our fertility journey. I'm very excited to start a family with him and I'm so grateful I took your advice. Side note, it took me about six months to feel normal again and that is just crazy. That is crazy. That's a really good lesson for everyone. If anybody's feeling this way coming off of birth control, like there are so many different things that you deal with when you come off of birth control. But if one of them is like your personality has changed, your attractiveness to your partner has changed, like give it time. Not saying it will, maybe, you know, maybe it won't bounce back, but it could. And you just have to like give things time because these hormones run deep. Yeah, that's why what we were saying at the beginning of the episode, like listening to your body, like being acutely aware of what your body's going through. Because maybe, you know, a girlie's going through this and not realizing it has anything to do with her going off birth control. And then she breaks up with her boyfriend, who might have been the one for her. Yeah. So this is a lesson. And I'm grateful she gave us time, too. Six months. That's a, that's a, a half a year. Yeah. No, and I'm glad that it's reached such a positive conclusion. Yeah, and I wish her luck on her journey on fertility. I'd love to hear from you maybe in another six months. Maybe are you pregnant? Like, let us know. Yeah, keep us posted. Stay in touch. And for stay in touch, and thank you for writing in an update. So many of our girlies forget about us. They take our amazing advice, and then they live their fabulous lives forgetting where they came from. But that's what we're so, here for, Claude. It's true. It's true. It's a good sign. But please, write us an update on whatever it is you wrote in about. And of course, if you just want to write in, that's deartoasters at gmail.com or thetoastpodcast.com. Thank you guys so much for a great episode. Jax, thank you for your time. Yeah, welcome. And thank you so much for listening to the Tesla Millennium Morning Show. We do the fast stories. You need to remember the friend. You need to feel the best. Subscribe to the video. Thumbs up. Also, bell. 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 Just something the podcast, to think about. The thing is, the podcast landscape is constantly shifting. And we have Thus, to do our best to say it. The outro yep. is constantly shifting. Love ya. Love ya. Bye. <laughs>